minus 40 seconds. T minus 30 seconds. T minus 20 seconds. Own it, own it, Kong. I own it. It did. Women's Wrestling Talk. The number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Hey, 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 welcome to Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. And welcome to the NXT 2.0 slash NXT UK after show. Hey, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Um, got a little bit of more music um, in the back. But yeah. <laughs> Um, basically, it seems like there seems to be a mixture of the two shows <laughs> going on um, between um, 2.0 and UK and a lot of shakeups and a lot of changes too, but we're going to get into it. So as usual, I'm your girl, Stephanie Hardy, host and creator of the Hardy Wrestling Podcast and commentator and um, host of Women's Wrestling Talk. And as usual, I am joined by my partner in crime, a woman who will be making her ring announcing debut at Black Girl Magic tomorrow night. <laughs> and she's also a woman who does 10,000 other things well, host of NCAT We Trust and just an all-around super mom, Katrina Blake. How are you? <laughs> oh, it's an amazing uh, intro for me. I am, I'm okay. I'm okay. It's been a bit of a hectic uh, week, but I am okay. Yeah, we just got to hold on and do the best we can. So... So, like I said, there have been some changes in terms of NXT um, that were announced today. So, um, before we get into NXT Heatwave, today it was announced by Shawn Michaels, who has just been promoted as Vice President of um, Talent Relations in WWE. So, congratulations to him. There was a statement released saying that um, NXT UK um, will now be rebranded as NXT Europe. Um, which basically means that um, within the next year, this new um, branch of NXT will start and it will be specifically for, you know, the European continent, because, of course, their talent is so large over there. And it's, you know, abundantly clear that the talent is there. So they want to highlight the talent of um, Europe. So that's going to be happening in 2023, but that means that NXT UK, as we have known it, um, will be on a hiatus or basically at this point be no more. 
Um, and a lot of people took to social media to say goodbye to the NXT UK brand and talked about, you know, what it's done for them and, you know, how they hold it near and dear to their hearts and so many other um, glowing things that have been said about NXT UK. Um, I'm not sure how it will change us, but, you know, as long as there will be episodes of NXT UK, you know, in the next coming weeks, we will cover them. And after it's over, of course, you know, you'll hear about it on our socials. Um but in the midst of that, in the midst of all these changes, there have been people ha that have been let go from NXT UK. It's always sad when you see people, you know, lose their jobs or lose their careers in a, a certain way. But that only means that it opens them and that it opens them up to new beginnings. So sadly, Ashton Smith and um, the French Hope Amal who was actually featured in this episode of NXT UK that came on today, were released along with Wild Boar, Mark Andrews from Subculture, who was also featured in this episode of NXT UK today, Millie McKenzie, um, Jack Stars, Shaw Samuels, and Dave Mastiff. So yeah, it's definitely a tough break whenever you hear about people like this especially really talented people like this get let go but you just never know what could happen like maybe down the line they have been let go so they won't just be sitting idly by and then maybe they'll get brought back because we have seen in this leadership people who stayed in contact you know with the higher ups and then they were ultimately brought back but it's hard to say but i know for right now you know it might be hard for them and it's hard for anybody when you lose something you know that huge but i'm wishing good things for them and good blessings you know to come their way so katrina how do you feel about this news for nxc uk turning into nxc europe and what changes that we have in store I am excited that we have the NXT Europe brand because it, I, I guess it covers more of just the, than the United Kingdom. And so I guess that part makes sense. I am a bit sad that some of the people got let go. Um, and, you know, I'm, I guess we will see. I don't want to say I like every, cause I'm not, we don't really know exactly what's going to happen just yet or if they're going to do it where it's like a complete hiatus or it's going to be like where they're start relaunching and then gradually ending the other and then kind of smoothly go into it. So I don't know. And I don't want to say like, I know, but I mean, it's exciting that they can add more talent, but it is sad when anybody loses their job. And I don't like not when people don't do bad because I feel like when you do bad things, it's kind of questionable about employment personally. But um, for the people who's been, I guess, at NXT UK have consistently given really solid wrestling on their show, and so that's unfortunate. You know that we're not going to see that anymore. And some people that I did like, we're not, you know, I'm not going to see them anymore either. And so hopefully, it right. is a situation where they're brought back and they're put part of the NXT Europe brand, but we'll see. We'll see what they're going to do with this uh, this thing, especially with Shawn Michaels now also having some say. So um, we'll see. I mean, I, and also yes, congratulations to him as well. That's a super like awesome. I mean, he's been doing a lot of the choices stuff in NXT anyway, and so I feel like this is like a natural choice to move on to do this. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's kind of, yeah, it's like, I agree with you. It is sort of hard to, you know, predict the future. But that's why, you know, I sort of just begin all of my statements with maybe because you just never know because the possibilities are endless. The thing about wrestling is um, that I'm so happy that I've learned um, is the fact that wrestling is a very big world. Um, so it's more than likely we will see these people again just in different, you know, companies and different avenues and they'll have, you know, different opportunities. 
So yeah. in the end, it's never truly the end, you know. It's all it's just an open door to a new beginning. So yeah. Um we wish the very best to these guys. And I can say that I have enjoyed covering um all all of the NXT UK talent, you know, whether they've been on 2.0 or on UK. And I always knew about the show, but just never really gave it that much of that much of a chance because it comes on, of course, in the afternoon and people work and stuff like that. But I am glad that, you know, we've been covering it and watching all of the amazing talent that they do have, both men and women, but specifically women, because this is women's wrestling talk. So um this isn't goodbye, it's just a see you later. So in dealing with all of these changes, we press forward to talk about NXT Heat Wave, which took place this past Tuesday. And it was, of course, a special that they had. Um, and Jesus, it was amazing. Um, overall, it was a pretty cool show. So overall, Katrina, how did you feel about NXT Heat Wave? I thought it was really good. Uh, there were some moments that were really good. There were, you know, I was a little disappointed with some of the results. But yeah. <laughs> outside of that, um, I thought it was really good. I, I thought they really, you know, showed up for this. And so I feel like with this, there, there could still be so many things now that can happen after this. And so I, I, was, good, I was good with what they gave uh, for Heat Wave. I thought they did a really good job of delivering the matches for that for this past Tuesday. Mm -hmm. And funny enough, I saw this online because I was actually doing something else to where I missed the very beginning of Heat Wave, but I did hear that Paul Heyman did the intro. Like, what was that like? Like, what did he exactly say? Or did you catch the beginning? I actually did catch it. I had to catch it. Like, I had to uh, find, uh, like, I heard uh, but I got in the, I started in the middle of the first match when I was able to turn the TV on. I was like, oh, let me, <laughs> let me get it on. <laughs> Sometimes you're like, you're running around and doing a bunch of things. And so I literally mm -hmm. had to, oh yeah, it's eight o'clock. Let me put my TV on. So I did miss it. But to have somebody like Paul Heyman, who's like fantastic at what he does. I feel like that's like I feel like the people at NXT should have been like clamoring for that. I feel like being able to even in some to have him there for some capacity, it's because he's such he's just so insightful with his yeah. knowledge of the business. But even the way he portrays his character, like his character is always like on it. Like I feel like he never turns that off, and that's such a you know with social media blurring the lines between you know kayfabe and not. I feel like the fact that he's always in kayfabe girlless it's such a it's a it's a good thing in that regard it's not because it's not bad like it's not like he's being like overly aggressive or bullying people or anything it's mostly just him kind of sticking into character and so I felt like they I, I mean I hope they appreciate it that I thought that's a pretty I feel like they make it seem more like a big deal to have the guy who's right now with the champion champion Roman Reigns <laughs> yeah using you know NXT so I think that I think that's cool like it's cool as crap i'm trying to curse <laughs> i think it's really cool though yeah like he has a very insightful voice like he's a voice in wrestling that i could just listen to all day because it's just like i feel like he has so many stories to tell yeah. and so much wisdom to parlay like even into the future because we did see him you know outside of the bloodline we did see him at the um tryouts that they had um, a couple of weeks back for SummerSlam um, in Nashville, and he was parlaying knowledge even then. So to hear his to hear that he actually introed um, NXT was just really cool. So I was like, okay, Paul, I see you. We love Papa Paul. 
So yes. But yeah. to start off the show, we got some action from um, Carmelo Hayes versus Giovanni Vinci for the NXT North American Championship. And of course, y'all know Carmelo Hayes is the A champion, which means he got to be extra, baby. So he came out with a fire-themed entrance um, with the Titantron and everything. And he came out with a t-shirt um, with a picture of Giovanni Vinci with flames on it. And he actually threw it into a burning trash can. <laughs> and if you want to know basically the definition of a showman, um, Carmelo is it. I can't say enough good things about Carmelo. Like he really, you know, put it in the pot and he let the beef cook, except this wasn't beef. This is a t-shirt. So, <laughs> you know, his entrances are always amazing and they up the ante every time. So this was really great. Um, <laughs> so in starting with the match, this match was pretty fantastic. You saw the best of each of these people, but of course Trick Williams was out there. So, you know, he played, um, in this case, you could say, I guess the devil's advocate slash X factor in the match watching his partner, you know, and best friend, you know, win and help him, helping him win by any means necessary. Um, as you can see in this picture, you see Carmelo um, jumping in the air and possibly giving him um, a clothesline or some type of modified clothesline there. And just the action was crazy. Like there was flying, there was rope action, there was submission action. Like Giovanni Vinci showed his behind in this match. He did really good. Like, he was showing a lot of his acrobatic strengths and everything. I was just like, okay, Giovanni, I see you. Um, but in the end, what wound up happening was Trick Williams posed a distraction to Giovanni. Um, and basically, yeah, and then that move was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jumped from the top rope, like, that was cool. Um, but ultimately, Carmelo Hayes wound up coming out with the win after Trick Williams interfered. <laughs> and it was just, it, oh my God, it was just really weird. But then after that point, after he interfered, um, he covered, Carmelo covered Giovanni Vinci for the one, two, three, and he retained his NXT North American title. So, yeah, he is still our A champion and he is still that guy. So, Katrina, how did you feel about this match? And how do you feel about, you know, the future of Carmelo Hayes? I thought it was a good open. Um, at the, him with the shirt, because <laughs> he's so he's so extra. He's so, he's so, like, over the top, theatrical, with, like, where he'd be, like, always doing something. Him and Trick always do when they have the opponents. Let's do these weird things to the opponent. So the fact that he had a shirt, he threw it in. So unnecessary, but it's like, this is what Carmelo is. You expect him to be, like, Egotistical, a bit, a bit boastful, and so yeah. I, I, it, I, it was a surprise. But I did like really Carmelo, like this is what we're doing. But I wasn't surprised that he did it. I thought it was a really, really good open uh, to Heat Wave. Giovanni Vinci definitely uh, showed out, uh, and I felt like I earned a lot more respect for him here <laughs> because of what he was kind of pulling out for Carmelo, and I thought that was good. Um, and so I, I feel like, like. I love him as the uh, North American champion, but I wouldn't mind if he also becomes the NXT vertical. And I, I love Braun, but I feel like he has the personality for it. 
I feel like he can definitely be the top champion in NXT because of his personality. I feel like he, if you want a heel type of a champion that's going to be like super agitating and like going to talk mad crap or is going to be like doing the most, especially when it's a title match on the line, I feel like he's like the perfect person for that. Like he has what I would call the look, superstar look. Like you're like, oh, this guy's going to be like, he's going to be something. I feel like that, like mm -hmm. that's the trajectory Carmelo is on. And so I do think at some point he will be, unless they decide to swerve us and do what they did with Bianca and she never got to get the NXT women's title. <sighs> Mad about that. still, yeah. but <laughs> that if they call him up without giving him that title, but I definitely can see that. Like if, it gets to a point where he does lose it. I feel like the very next step would be to go for the NXT title. Yeah, I would want to see him go for the NXT title myself too, in a very you know selfish, selfish kind of way. But if he never wins it, you know that's okay too, because even because even though you know we as fans selfish selfishly believe that people deserve things and we want them to get these things it doesn't necessarily mean like it's the end of the world if they don't because it's like you mentioned like with the likes of Bianca Belair like she never won the NXT Women's title and yes that did irritate us and make us angry because it made me angry too um it's like it wound up you know meaning for her good and then you have the likes of Alexa Bliss who never won it either and then you have Becky Lynch who never won it either but, you know, they went on to do amazing things once they were called up to the main roster and became multi-time champions. So, it, so, you know, his accomplishments, you know, are going to be immense once he does get called up to the main roster. But it seems like they're really trusting him to carry, you know, the prestige of the NXT North American title in this new way. And I love it. And I can't say enough good things about him outside of the fact that he did see a clip that I made from my podcast talking about him and his promo skills. And he liked it and then um, left prayer hands with the 100 emojis. So, I mean, that was cool. But <laughs> outside of that, <laughs> that was amazing. Um, Carmelo Hayes knows I exist, y'all. But yeah, outside of that, it was great. <laughs> he is still our NXT North American champion, so congratulations to him. And of course, I guess by association, congratulations to Trick, because, you know, that's his boy. Um, <laughs> moving on in the show, we had a confrontation, um, a come-to-Jesus meeting, if you will, with the Diamond Mind confronting um, Roderick Strong and questioning his intentions for the group. Oh my God. This was a lot because over the past couple of weeks, you've seen the um, the Creed brothers, the NXT tag team champions sort of watching back tape whenever they have matches and stuff like that, going over their performances and stuff, you know, like good athletes do in all sport. Um, and they saw something and uh, Julius saw something that sort of, you know, made him feel like you know, on top of all of the other negative stuff that was happening in their group, they also saw something else. And he was like, you know, I'm going to reveal it, you know, in front of the NXT universe. So they came out, had their little talk, and Julius confronted him and then showed him a video and said, look, according to this footage, you gave Tony D'Angelo a signal um, to attack me and my brother and hit us, you know, during a match that they had last week. And so, what's up? Like, what's really good? <laughs> so, 
Roderick Strong tried his best to deny it and deny, deny, deny. But, you know, he was fought. And after that point, it was just really crazy, you know, as they were fussing back and forth. But, you know, before anything could truly come of it, you know, and any resolution could happen, all of Diamond Mine, you know, decides to basically, you know, doubt Roderick Strong. But then they get attacked by this new group, probably new to the NXT 2.0 universe, but not new to us. They get attacked by Gallus. <laughs> Gallus from NXT UK by Wolfgang, by Joe, and oh my God, and his brother, the Coffee Bros. They attack the Diamond Mine and basically make a statement as if to say, you know, we're here and we're here to take over and fight anyone who stands in our way. So the takeover has begun. This was basically NXT TakeOver Heatwave slash UK. That's the theme of this episode. The general theme of this episode is NXT TakeOver UK slash Heatwave. So, Katrina, how did you feel about this? And where do you see the Diamond Mine go from here? While also, and do you think that they'll put their heads together and actually be able to overcome Gala since they attacked them? I feel like if anything, this should be the reason. So they have been going through everything in the past few weeks. And it seemed like, you know, especially after last week when they was kind of being petty, <laughs> he was like, he didn't help them because he thought he wanted them to teach, like pass a test or something. And then they did kind of the same thing to him. And so they were doing like that tit for tat petty. And so of all that discord between them, I am hoping now with this, uh, people in NXT UK kind of coming in and like, well, we're going to kind of set y'all straight that this will be the aha to get their shit together. You know, like I feel like if nothing else, get y'all together and realize you guys got to kind of try to work together again and be at least at peace in some capacity. Then I don't know what else. I feel like if you can't get jumped by somebody not even part of the brand, <laughs> technically, like they're part of NXT, but they're not part of NXT. And so it's like they're not a part of You can't get yeah. jumped by someone not part of your brand. And then y'all keep fighting. Y'all got to come together and be like, you know how when they had like the invasion storyline and you, or when it was SmackDown versus Raw, you got to show which one is better. They gotta, this is the time to be like, but we're better. And so hopefully they'll come together. And not saying that they're better as in like preference, just like as a group, I'm hoping this will be the aha for them to just get it together and finally stop the fighting between them. Right. They're, Diamond Mine is amazing as a team. It's like you have the leadership of Roderick Strong, you know, who's been in, you know, championship factions before. You have the pure athleticism and, you know, the drive of the Creed brothers. And then you have Damon Kemp, who basically matches all of them with that, you know, as well as him being a new talent. And then you have Ivy Nile, but lately she hasn't been seen with them. But I guess because she's a part of the tag team with um, Tatum Paxley. But at the same time, it's like she hasn't really been seen with them for real. So it's just like they are a great tandem. So for the life of me, it just upsets me that they have been having all these differences. And maybe now, like you said, you know, now that Gallus has, you know, attacked them and basically, you know, put their foot down, you know, maybe they will get their heads together and realize that they, you know, have assets that could be helping each other instead of hindering each other. So, yeah, I definitely agree with you there. Maybe they will get it together. Maybe they will chill out and fight 
um, gallus at some point. But then that's another announcement that was made today, too. But we'll get into that later, the more we get into the show. So in the parking lot, um, Toxic Attraction came in their little white Range Rover, which is cute, but you know. And um, Mandy Rose came out, and she was ready. Um, to, and she was prepping, you know, her mind for her championship match against Zoe Stark. But she ran into Braun Breaker, the NXT champion, and they basically said, hey, champ, what's up? You know, he was like, what's up? And they were basically saying, like, maybe we'll both be champ by the end of the night. And they said, I guess we'll see. And as a wrestling nerd, that reminded me of a segment that happened in WrestleMania 21, I believe. It was either 21 or 22, where Batista and Triple H ran into each other at the end of the night um, and said, you know, I guess we'll see which one, which one of us, you know, will come out the winner in this thing. And... And then Batista was like, yeah, maybe so, you know, and then I'll be champion or something by next year. And it just reminded me of that because and I'm just like, you know, that's weird how that happened, you know, in the back and there's happened in the parking lot. But, you know, I just have weird memories like that. Um, <laughs> I've been watching wrestling a long time, guys. But, yeah, then we had an appearance from Von Wagner, who was weirdly bragging about how he beat up Solis Coe and hurt him really bad. But my thing is, you also lost the match. So what's the point of you bragging? <laughs> um, and then they showed um, Zoe preparing for her match. Um, and then Nikita Lyons hyping her up and everything. Um, and then later on in the night, we got um, an appearance from, we got an appearance from Josh Briggs and um, Brooks Jensen backstage. And they got, you know, into a tizzy with Gallus as well. So I guess Gallus are wanting those NXT UK tag titles. Um, if they want to put them up. So that's pretty much some of the action that we had. But the next match that we had um, was something that we were both waiting for, and that was Roxanne Perez versus Cora Jade. A fight between two former best friends. One friend turned on the other, ruined the opportunity for her, and now they got a fight. And this match made me sad a little because even though you know you saw you saw a lot of what Roxanne has to offer in terms of her hard hits and then one point at one point she even hit Cora J with the rampage paying I guess in a sense paying tribute to um Soraya slash Paige who just had a birthday happy birthday um and it was just really good but then at the same time it just felt like Cora had the advantage for most of the match which is something I wasn't exactly used to seeing because a lot of the time, whenever she would wrestle people before she went bad, you know, it, it would seem like they would take a lot of advantages of her. But it seems like she's utilized all of those experiences that she's had in the past and, you know, gotten way better and a, and a lot more vicious in her approach. And yeah. And in that picture, you know, that's an example of it. It's like she kept running her knee into Roxanne's neck. She kept, you know, just just beating up on her like constantly. I was just like. Where did this Cora J come from? And why weren't you this aggressive from the jump? But whatever. Um, and it was so sad because there was a point where Roxanne wanted to unleash a side of her that we hadn't seen before, kind of a dark side, but she wouldn't let it happen because she actually had an opportunity to use Cora J's pipe um, to beat up on her, but she just couldn't bring herself to do it. And Cora J took advantage of that opportunity um, and wound up getting the win on her. But as you can see in these pictures, um, 
you have Roxanne, you know, kicking, hitting her with all of her kicks, even with Cora Jade having that pipe or whatever. But it just turned out to not be Roxanne's time, um, which upset me. But other than that, you know, Cora Jade came out with the win and it was very disappointing. But there she is being evil. Um, Kat, how did you feel about this outcome and where do you think this feud is going from here? Do you even think that it's over at this point? No, I, I don't think it's over because of what Roxanne said before the match. And so she was been saying that she kind of wanted to teach her a legit le lesson, but via match. And she has had a chance to do that because she wound up losing this. And I was actually very surprised at it as well. Um, not so much with the win. Something told me Cora was going to win as much as I wanted Roxanne to get the win. I was more so surprised that it felt like Cora got a lot more offense in than Roxanne. Yeah. And so that surprised me because we all know Roxanne can wrestle. And so that threw me off a little bit because I'm like, like it's, it's you know, sometimes you'll see that when the person is trying to get better. And so you let the more experienced wrestler do more because they're kind of helping this. But in this regards, I actually feel like Roxanne might even be the better wrestler of the two. And so I was a little surprised, I guess, with that it didn't, it seemed like Cora did have the upper hand for most of it, but I was not surprised with her winning. I, I don't think the feud is over. I feel like if anything, there will probably be at least one more match, if nothing else. I do feel like Roxanne needs to truly get revenge. Like she, like to get the revenge like she needs to, it's different than kind of coming back out and like between somebody else's matches or their segments. It's a whole different thing to get your payback at a match. And so I do think there will be at least one more match and maybe Roxanne will come off and get some kind of resolution for herself for what happened with Cora Jade. Yeah, I hope so. Cause that really disappointed me. I was like, Roxanne, you're, it's like, I know, like I've heard of you. You're like the prodigy. Like, why aren't you being that? Like, why aren't you harnessing that energy to beat up on this girl who stabbed you in the back? It's like, you guys were yeah. best friends. She, threw that all away, just like she threw those tag titles in the trash can. And you're just letting her beat up on you like this. It's like, oh, she's, I was almost hoping that she would hit Cora J with that pipe because at least I would know, you know, that she wouldn't just let her get away with what happened. But it's like you said, you know, it's, it's probably not going to be over. And I'm actually glad about that. Like, I hope they do get a chance to fight again because Watching her lose like that just made me sad. But let's go to the comments. Um, JD, thank you for joining us. Said this Cora J sounds like a real meanie head. Oh, you don't even know the half of it. <laughs> and Bobby Batino says, says, I like heel Cora J. Uh, I like heel Cora J too. Um, just a step out of that, you know, kayfabe. I like it too because it does show her with more of an edge. But I feel like. The one thing about her that I do want to change now, because her music did change, but I want her gear to change a little bit more too. Like, I don't know. It's just something about the gear that's just, I was like, I want her to get more, get like, like really lean heavily more into being a heel. Cause that, cause the gear is cool, but it's not, I feel like there's another level she could go to. JD says, Stephanie, friendship means nothing in the world of wrestling. Keep an eye on Katrina. She might turn heel on you. You never know. Cat would never. Yeah, I'm like, I'm a nice person. I'm only heel if it's like 
like and I would jokingly say if I ever had to fight the Undertaker, I am not waiting for his entrance. And that would make me a heel because as soon as it seems like he's taking a little too long, I'm going on the ramp. Like we're going right, right here. So I feel like that's where I will be a heel. Like I'm not sitting here waiting for you to do this long like I gotta sit here and wait for this. And that would make me a heel. I would do that. But no, I wouldn't I don't do the whole backstabbing front. But I definitely would like if Undertaker takes twenty years and I'm like, all right, like listen here, Mark, let's speed this up. And then I might have to take it to the ramp. I'm not waiting to follow that. So that's what, that would definitely make me a heel. <laughs> no, I, I know that sounds very heelish. So I would probably be a heel in that regard, but I wouldn't just like, I'm usually the unfortunate person who holds on to friendships when I probably should let them go. So. <laughs> oh my God. I, would. <laughs> so I, 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 I wouldn't, I wouldn't do the backstabbing, not to a friend at least. Yeah, I'm not really, a, I'm not a backstabber either. I feel like the only time I would let a person go is if they just, really show me that they're not good for me. Like I have I need a time. Like if you're not good for me anymore, then I'll just walk away from you. But I'll I won't stab nobody in the back. Like that's just not me either. So I'm a baby face. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know Janelle from HR from Chabertier. Shout out to her. She told me she feels like something drastic would have to happen for me to turn on heels. And I was like, well Considering I'm not a heel after everything I've been through, <laughs> I might be okay. Um, I might seriously just be a face forever. But moving on, um, we had another match, and this was the street fight. Oh, my God. This was amazing. The street fight um, between Santos Escobar and Tony D'Angelo. And, of course, you know, there were implications in this match. Um, whoever won this, basically, if Tony D'Angelo um, lost the match, he would have to let go of Legado del Fantasma. But if Santos lost the match, he would have to leave NXT forever, and Legado would have to stay with Tony. But the part that gets me about this match is just the fact that you saw Santos make this entrance that was just so amazing. Like he had on like this leather jacket. He had a cross hanging down from the hood. He walked in with Legato and he was looking like he was about to go handle some business. And I'm just like, Santos, yes, this is you stepping up and stepping into your power. As, as you know, he's gonna be a solo star, like people are ruminating that he could be on the main roster. Then this is what this is what you do. This is what you do. Yeah, I was I so do. happy with this entrance. I loved it. And then he came in, and then he had the Legado del Fantasma logo behind him. I was like, yes, it, it definitely yes. was superstar type entrance. I was very impressed with it as well. I was like, yes, like I I feel. Like, and you can tell, like, he has, he has a lot of pride, you know, in his heritage as a Hispanic person from Mexico. So that was, it's like, I felt that. I just felt his ooze and I just felt all of it. And I was just like, you know what? I hope you win. I hope you, <laughs> you know, I really hope you can free Legato because this is just, they just look like bosses. And I'm just like, oh my God, yay. <laughs> um. And in the midst of that, you know, you have Tony D'Angelo who calls himself the Don, but yet only has one gang member, but whatever. Let's get into the match. The match was fantastic. As you can see in this picture, this is where Santos um, flipped flipped um, Tony D'Angelo into a chair. Like he hit a hurricanrana on him and made Tony D'Angelo run into a chair. That's the kind of match that we had going on. It was yeah. moving 
I felt like it was moving fast, but yet at the same time, it was still kind of like had a good pace to like it. It yeah. wasn't. It wasn't too fast, but it wasn't too slow either. Like it was good, and then you can see the struggle that Legato was having with, of course, you know, two stacks right there, them fighting or whatever. But you could tell they were fighting. It was almost. It was like a gang war. It was awesome. I was just like, look at these people. Like there was just a lot of storytelling within it that I just really enjoyed. You have Tony D'Angelo hitting him with a chair. There was one point where I think um, Electra was trying to pose a distraction for D'Angelo. Well. He was well. She was trying to give Santos a weapon to use, and then somehow know that he moved out of the way, and then he got, and then she got pushed by Tony, and Santos didn't like it, and he proceeded to beat up on him a whole lot more after that point. Like this match was fire. Like all the weaponry they used was purposeful. Like it was really good. But then down to the last moments. They were both looking at each, at their perspective weapons. One was a crowbar and another one was, I think it was either another crowbar or like a brass knuckle or something or a chain. I'm not sure what Santos had, but they were staring at it. And then they moved really fast to hit each other. But then Tony hit him with the pipe a little bit too quick and he covered him for the one, two, three. And Tony D'Angelo won, which basically means that Legato is, not free and Santos has to leave NXT. What are your thoughts about this cat before I go into it? It was a really good match. Uh, they really brought it. They brought it. I was actually very happy with what they did. And I'm always iffy about street fight type matches because sometimes I feel like street fights that they just be doing whatever. And they're just like, oh, it's a street fight. So we're going to just pick up random stuff. And while I get it's supposed to be a street fight, when wrestling's involved, I feel like let's at least make the street fight make some kind of sense. Unless it's just pure backyard wrestling. I like try to make it work for the story. And so I feel like with everything that's been going on with these two groups in general, the street fight was the option. Like this is it's kind of like those last man standing matches. And like, okay, this is the option we need to truly show where this feud is going. So I felt in a situation with everything was getting all like out of hand these last month or so with the this both groups this was the the pot this makes sense to have a street fight with them i felt like like you mentioned i felt like everything they used there was a purpose to it and it wasn't just random stuff they were grabbing i felt like even the little side segments like outside of the ring had some purpose to it i was i like we did speculate as well that it was very possible that he would go get called up because he has the look as well. He has the look like you can see him really do something if well, if they do him well. Triple H is doing his thing. And so let's hope they don't do him dirty if he, when he gets called up. Because I'm thinking that's what's going to happen. But um, I was really hoping. I, I was like, what, where, what's, what is his group without him? Like, he's the leader. Like, where's the group going to be without him leading it? And so that part, I'm like, oh, man. But I also can't wait to see what happens next with him. And so it's like that kind of like, I'm like, yay. Not that he lost. I, didn't, I want him to win. I did um, want him to win the match. But maybe this is just for him to get call up. And maybe they're just doing really awesome with him. Like, who knows? But I did want him to win. But it was also the part, like, I can understand why they would call him up. Because I definitely see Superstar on him. Like, I see it. Like, even with his entrance, he was like, oh, he feeling himself, feeling himself. And, so, and I like it. Like, okay, Santos, all right. I, I, I see all. I feel it, too. So I feel like. Definitely, that's probably what's going to happen. He's going to be called up to Raw SmackDown. And they're supposed to be having a draft soon anyway. And mm -hmm. so 
it's very possible that we'll hear his name in that draft. Um, and I was a little sad because I didn't want him to win because that's my guy, but I understood it and I did think this was probably one of my favorite matches of the night. Yeah, it was one of my favorite matches of the night too. And I was kind of disappointed in a sense because we've seen Tony D'Angelo win so much lately that I was hoping that with him, you know, just talking all this cash-ish, you know, with Legato and all this other stuff, I was hoping hoping, hoping, hoping that Santos was just going to give the final blow to him and actually have him lose and actually get his group back because yeah. he was degrading them. And if it's one thing I know I can't stand is when, is when someone is when someone of a different culture degrades another. I can't stand it. And that's the best way I can put that. I can't stand it. And it's just like, he was just talking like so wrong to them. And I'm just like, you know what? I can't wait till they get free from him because they are amazing. And these are my people. Like, you're not going to do this. Um, but it's just, I just hope that they don't stay stuck with Tony D'Angelo for long, even though he did win. And yeah. in the case of Santos Escobar, I almost want to say the writing was on the wall for him to get called up because this past, like last Thursday, when they had the um, launch party for WrestleMania in Los Angeles, he cut a promo um, on the stage and he was by himself. So it might be, the writing really might be on the wall for him, like, because he is a star and he is incredibly talented. Like, and I also feel that this would be really good in terms of representation um, for other Hispanic people, um, for other Hispanic wrestlers, um, in a sense, you know, outside of something that's, you know, like a Lucha house party thing or something outside of that. Um, yeah. I can't speak to that, you know, specifically because that's not fully my experience. But at the same time, I'm pretty sure, you know, that would, you know, tick all the boxes with him being talented and charismatic in that way. But I am sad that there's no no more Legato because it's just like they, they were a really cool group. They were a really cool faction. But, you know, I'm hoping nothing but the best for Santos at this point because yeah. the sky's the limit for him, clearly. But T Tony Angela won, so he's the dawn of NXT. Uh, and this is where we're at. <laughs> Um, in the comments, Bobby Batito is saying he likes Santos Escobar. Yeah, we do too. It's great. Yep. Um, so kudos to them for a stellar street fight. So moving on, um, we have our next match, which is for the NXT Women's title between Mandy Rose, Miss Mama Mandy, or as Drian Santana likes to call her, Mandisha Rose, or <laughs> Mandisha Rose versus Zoe Stark. And of course, you know, she was out there with Toxic Attraction, Gigi, uh, my girl crush, and JC Jane. And of course, they looked really good here. And Zoe Stark even had another QR code, which was a picture of her holding up the NXT Women's title from last week. Um, so that was cool, because that's just a really different thing to do, and I just think that's cool. So this match was pretty good um, in the sense um, they were, and it was very dastardly as in the sense that we saw a very, a, an even more evil side to Mandy Rose because she kept targeting Zoe Stark's knees. And that's something that we hadn't really seen a whole lot of from Mandy Rose. Like you can expect it from a lot of different people, but not from Mandy, but she really did do this. Yeah. Like she was 
she was targeted her knees even outside of the ring. She threw her onto the announce tape, the announce desk. Like even within the ring, she kept, you know, working on the knees over and over again, kept hitting her with punches and elbows and so many different things. And it was almost to the point to where Zoe almost had to fight on one leg. Like that's like the point that she had worked it down to. And I admire Zoe's courage in doing that and still fighting through it and even in the moments where it felt like toxic attraction was trying to you know interfere they got ejected but then somehow or another they didn't leave and then um Nikita Lyons came out there you know to even the odds and basically fight on behalf of her tag team partner and that's them of course that's her and Gigi scrapping and yeah all the yams but outside of that <laughs> they were scrapping and everything outside of the ring but the match continued to go on and it was just too much it was it, it made me sad because i was really rooting for zoe in a sense because zoe becoming zoe two belts would have been really cool um tag team champions on the main roster and nxt women's champion that would have been fire but Zoe still fought through with all that she had, giving Mandy a clothesline here in this picture. Just tried to fight through as much as she could. But in the end, Mandy Rose wound up winning, um, but won in another dastardly way by taking off another taking off another one of Zoe Stars' knee braces, um, putting it on her knee, and then hitting her um, V-trigger knee for the win. And she is still our NXT Women's Champion. So I'm trying to figure out who can beat her at this point. And I never thought we'd be saying this about Mandy Rose in any type of conversation whatsoever. But she has held on to this title for such a long time. And she's locked into another evil phase of her character that I just didn't think that we would ever see. So Kat, what do you think about this direction, this match, and who could actually, you know, potentially dethrone Mandy Rose. Excuse me. Um, so I, I, as you knew last week, I said I wanted Zoe to win this. And so I was very sad <laughs> that Mandy retained um, because I really was hoping she got dethroned. Uh, I did read, I want to say this morning, it might have been this morning, where she was saying that she's trying to break some record. I don't know if they're going to really do that or she's just talking the talk. Uh, you know, uh, as champion, as like gimmick. And so I wasn't sure if that's what they're going with it, but I'm, I never thought we would see the day that Mandy Rose is holding on to about this long. And like, not to discredit, like she's gotten better, but let's not act like we don't know what Mandy Rose was like the, two years ago. Like when Mandy Rose got to NXT and like re-ramped herself and so it worked out in her favor. And then you put her in a group who are all like, ladies who are doing like shenanigans and stuff and it worked it worked in their favor and so i never thought we would be seeing this mandy like where she's at least being smart about her matches because like, even when she was like before sometimes i'm like sis <laughs> sis <laughs> so i did like that i noticed that she was doing what a smart wrestler would do is oh the, you just came back from a knee injury i'm gonna go i'm gonna go for that like it made sense to me that she did that uh, I'm sad about it. I was a little mad that she kept her belt, but it was smart. And so I like that it seems like she's learning. I feel like this uh, going back down to NXT, she learned. And she and so if she ever gets put back on to SmackDown or Raw, I hope she takes what she got from this and put it there. But as far as who can 
dethrone her. It's, I mean, there's still, you know, and if they keep doing this NXT UK crossover, mm-hmm. you know, very possible it can be somebody from NXT UK. It's very possible that, you know, Miko, some, she comes and just be like, oh, here's my belt. Like, it's, it's very possible because we don't know what's going to happen with the NXT UK brand as of yet. And so, if it ain't somebody currently on NXT, because listen, we would thought in, in Roxanne Perez at one point was going to dethrone her and then that went a whole t- swerve with her and Cora Jade's storyline. So it's very possible. It could also be somebody from NXT UK and we just don't know who it is yet. But we'll see. Maybe they'll have her hit a record with the belt, but <laughs> we shall see. I had a random thought the, while I was watching NXT after Mandy won. You know how lately we've been having two girls who've been showing up and popping up on red carpets and taking pictures on Instagram and everybody's wondering if they'll ever come back. Um, I thought about this. What if to who to me is one of the greatest NXT women's champions of all time, um, Sasha Banks decides to come back to WWE and then she doesn't go to Raw or SmackDown but she goes to NXT and challenges Mandy for the title. I mean, wouldn't that be some meta crazy stuff? It would be very possible. She was NXT champion before, and she also did some amazing things on Raw and both Raw and SmackDown. She's been part of some historical moments. It's real possible if she decided to be like, you know what, let me just shake up some shit in NXT again if they brought her back down there. And maybe freaking Naomi would get treated better in NXT anyway, because don't get me started <laughs> with how they oh treat my Oh my god, that would be okay. awesome too. Like, 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 let's say they both come back there and just raise some hell. Like, obviously other people wanted them to come back because Bianca is still there. People was like, oh, let's bring back Sasha and listen, especially with the whole Bailey-Sasha situation with the whole friends, enemies, frenemies thing happening to them. And so people wanted that, but I would not mind, honestly, because I feel like it will be done well if they both get back down there. Because I feel like Naomi will be treated much better than they've been doing my girl on Raw and SmackDown in NXT. And I, I would love, like, I would love to see that. I don't want to say put them back in the t- tag titles because that frustration was the reason they left in the first place. And so I feel like if you want to re-ramp them and get them a new... Ah, breath of fresh air for doing something with them creatively, I would not mind them being an XC. Yeah, and with Naomi, it would almost be full circle in like two different ways. Like if Naomi decided she went back to NXT and wanted to fight Mandy Rose for the title, it would be full circle in the sense that Naomi was the first FCW yep. champion before first. it was NXT yep. um, in Florida, number one. And then number two, you would have her facing off against Mandy Rose, who was and that was like one of Mandy's first major rivalries. Like, I'll never forget. Yeah, that, that whole not since she oh, had with Jimmy Uso. <laughs> I was ready to fight I'm Mandy. Not- <laughs> so, I was ready to fight that, her for that. Don't do that. <laughs> that would be amazing. Like, that would be amazing. And that would be full circle in that way. So if Naomi went back to NXT, that would be pretty fire too. Yeah. So you just never know. But in the end, I think that would be really, really cool. Like, Sasha and Naomi, or just or just them individually as in NXT, that would be cool. Um, yeah. So yeah, um, after that we had a little bit. We had segments involving the women as well. We had Eddie Hartwell uh, congratulating um, 
the NXT Women's Tag Team Champions, Team Casey Squared, for winning their titles and her talking about herself finding her way. But in the midst of that, she gets a letter from her former betrothed, beloved Dexter Loomis with a picture of them, you know, saying index forever. And I was like, yes! Love and amazing. Oh my God. Because of course, Dexter Lumens is on Raw and he's been shaking up some stuff on Raw lately, but he sent her a letter and she was so thrilled um, to see I was it. Happy she was like, love oh my, my God. Me too. <laughs> so I was like, yay. yay. I'm so happy. I love me some index. Love me some index. Yes, so, yes guys, continue this, this love story, okay? <laughs> everything right. Um, everything we lost, we're getting back in, in, in abundance, and I love it. But this was short-lived because Blair Davenport grabbed it out of her hands and tore it up. Like, what? What? She tore it up. I was and upset for that. I was like, first of all, let's not. <laughs> that was so sad. And then after she ripped it up, Indy was like, you know, who the hell do you think you are? And then she was like, I'm Blair Davenport, you know, just in that snooty way katrina will be back in a minute um she's making some adjustments um she was just like i'm blair davenport and i'm gonna take this from you and i'm the future nxc women's champion and i'm just like so you're just gonna do that to her you're just gonna do that to her you're just gonna tear up her love letter Okay, that's that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. Okay. And after that, that was pretty much it for that. But then we also had two interviews from Wendy Chu. Okay. We had um cat. Yep. <laughs> had to cut out the extra lights. <laughs> yeah, we had another um we had backstage interviews from Tiffany Stratton and Wendy Chu. Um, and they basically announced that their next match next week is going to be a lights out match, which I am interested in seeing because, I mean, I don't think I've ever really seen a lights out match. So I think that'll be cool. And I hope that Tiffany Stratton doesn't get another win and Wendy Chu wins for all of the people that Tiffany would consider losers because, girl, stop it. Like, I just hope she beats her butt. Um and yeah that was pretty much it for the women so after that we have our main event with braun breaker and jd mcduff for the nxt championship um katrina could you talk a little bit more about this match because i had to step away um while i was watching nxt so i didn't see a lot of it but i do know how it ended but could you um, go into detail about it? So this match was actually really good. Um, I was actually really impressed with what um, Jordan was doing. I felt like, J excuse me, JD kind of like did a lot for this belt, you know, like we thought he would do. We thought he was gonna kind of put Braun like put Braun on notice per se, like give him a fight. And I think he truly, truly did that. The, he went for his neck quite a few times actually, which I was actually very impressed with as well. Um, but I felt like it, the match wasn't as long as I would have liked it to me personally. I felt like if this is your NXT, like this is the main event for the show, 
but you see, as you see, like there were some really like solid moves there. And I felt like JD really gave Braun. Like it looked like it could have very easily been like Braun's last night, like with some of the moments that was happening in the matchup. And I felt like he really had to kind of overcome with this challenger instead. Like he had quite a few different opponents in the last few months with people challenging for his title, but he really had to kind of push it a lot with this one. But uh, he wind up coming out with the win in this. He did, I believe it was like a, he did, I believe three spears, <laughs> which, you know, usually you don't have to do that much. Uh, like when it's a, usually a good spare is a good spare. And maybe you have to put a second spare uh, for the matchup, but he did three of them. And then I believe a power slam to get the win. And so, I felt like this was the situation where it was just like Braun kind of was put on his, he had to really get himself together for this. I felt like it could have very easily went the other way because he really was like working Braun in this matchup. But Braun did retain and kept his NXT championship. But now it's like, well, this guy who was saying... <laughs> This guy who was saying that, you know, he was going to do all these things and you beat him. So now what's next? But what I did find interesting, as you did um, <laughs> point out to me the other day, was after the matchup, uh, Tyler Bate went out and he was holding the NXT uh, UK championship, which was a little odd considering that the tournament technically is still happening. And so... They definitely <laughs> kind of spoiled that for us because I'm like, wait a minute. There's not like, there was not a winner yet for us. Like, do care? <laughs> for our purposes, we didn't have a winner. And so I was like, wait, <laughs> hold on. What is this? And so it is implying, which I'm going to assume this is how they're going to put some of the NXT UK on the brand. This seems like this is a challenge. And so I don't know if it's going to be a situation where it's going to be like NXT versus NXT UK before they truly get rid of the brand. Uh, but he did come out, they did the face off, you know, and there was quite a few, I just saw UK people popping off on NXT. Um, and so it's really possible that, this is probably, his, I think this is probably going to be his next challenger. But I was a little annoyed because I'm like, dudes, we didn't see the winner yet. And so you just told us who the winner is. And <laughs> so I was a little annoyed by that because I'm like, you guys could have at least, like, I get wanting to hype up like, oh, this is the new like NXT versus NXT UK. Like, that's great. But we was not ready for that because according to UK, the tournament is still going on. And so I was a little annoyed by that because I was just like, did y'all forget the tournament was happening and that y'all broke it up within, like, it's not, it wasn't like we had the whole tournament last week and we knew who won and so it made sense. Did y'all forget that we still have semifinals? <laughs> so I was a little annoyed by that. But otherwise, it was a good end to the show. I just, and I... Like I said, I was a little surprised because it looked like Braun was str like struggling a little bit, but he did keep his belt. I was just a little annoyed, like, guys, we wasn't supposed to know this. Now we do. And it's like, okay, well, thank you guys for ruining that tournament for me. <laughs> like, thank you. <laughs> There's no need to have us see that that soon. Maybe have it come out like next week when we go to got the chat, like, oh, here's the challenge. But why would you do it when we know the semis are supposed to happen? So that kind of annoyed me. But otherwise, uh, it was it was good. Yeah, 
and Kat, it's just when that happened, when I did see that part, um, and also, you know, funny enough, you showed that picture of J.D. McDonough sort of asking for that spear. It was almost like he was trying to creep Braun Breaker out. Um, and I feel like maybe their fight isn't over. Maybe, you know, that feud might not be over. But then at the same time, you do have this challenge you know, from Tyler Bate, who apparently is now the NXT UK <laughs> champion. Like, that messed me up so bad, y'all. I had to call Katrina, like, Kat, do you see this? <laughs> I had to call her, like, do you see this? Yeah, you, did, you definitely did call. We was like, what is this? I was like, make it make sense. But here's the thing. With the announcement that they made today, I guess it does make sense because on top of the other announcements that they gave for NXT Europe, they did announce that NXT UK and NXT will be having a battle of the brands. They're having worlds collide again. And it will be taking place on Sunday, September 4th, um, the same day as AEW All Out um, and also my birthday. So... Then on top of that, you have Clash at the Castle, which is the day before. And that's a lot of wrestling going on. And it's almost like they're trying to make me work on my birthday. But I don't know what that's going to entail. <laughs> but basically, they did announce that NXT, that NXT and NXT UK will be having Worlds Collide on Sunday, September 4th. So I guess that's what they're building up to this point with having UK invade. It's sort of like NXT Survivor Series. Since, you know, they won't really let NXT participate in Survivor Series anymore. Um, but, yeah, that's basically what's going on. So, I guess in th if that's the case, then I'll forgive it. But at the same time, on NXT UK, with the, from an episodic standpoint, they still have the final, the semifinals going on. Yes. Like, y'all like, couldn't wait to not spoil us. But maybe exactly. they felt audience wasn't big enough to pay attention but either way it was still kind of awkward I was like this is weird like I don't I saw a lot of people notice that too and I was like okay so it wasn't just us who noticed they spoiled that for us <laughs> right. I was glad I was like okay they just asked what like we're not the only ones confused by this yeah but also on NXT um 2.0 we had a, a backstage interview from Quincy Elliott, who is making his debut from NXT Level Up, and he's the he calls himself the Super Diva, um, and he is very flamboyant. He had I love that he had on a Bratz T-shirt, like that is that's one for the for the late nineties to, to early two thousands girls right there, and that just really <laughs> made me feel represented. So I can't wait to see what he has to offer, and of course. Um, um, Grayson Waller um, announced the debut of his new show, The Grayson Waller Effect, and he's invited Apollo Crews to be his very first guest. And you know that can only end badly. So, <laughs> so that's pretty much what's going on next with NXT 2.0. And that ends that part of the show. So, of course, you know, NXT 2.0 comes on on Tuesdays um, on USA 87 Central. But now we're going to move into the NXT UK of things. Because, of course, we have to cherish these times with NXT UK because they're wrapping things up. Yep. So, oh, my God. Wrestling is such an ever-changing feast. But we love it. it. We love it. We love it. It hurts. It hurts sometimes, <laughs> but we love it. Oh, so with NXT UK, of course, they still episodically have the tournament going on for the NXT UK Championship. 
Oh, so they started with um, this match between Joe Coffey of Gallus, who, of course, we did see attack um, by Mermana NXT Heatwave, versus Mark Andrews um, of Subculture, or formerly of Subculture, who was sadly um, released on today. And they were fighting to qualify, you know, to go on in the tournament to win the NXT UK title. And this match was pretty amazing because you got to see a lot of these these men basically have different arsenals. You have um, Mark Andrews with his high-flying abilities and um, his striking ability. But then you also have Joe Coffey, who is just a very imposing man, um, who is just big and strong. And he's kind of, well, not really a brawler, but he really has like his power dynamic like he will knock you down yeah. <laughs> and not care anything about it you know and there were a couple of moments where mark was trying to jump on him and he would catch him in midair and just carry him like he was just a sack of potatoes on a farm like it was just crazy but i really did enjoy this match like it was really really good um and there and i also love this point where they were kind of holding each other's arms back to back and they were trying to you know stave each other off from each other's um from what they were trying to do. And there were just lots of suplexes going on, belly to back, overhead suplexes. Like it was just a lot of athletic stuff happening. But in the end, um, Mark Andrews wound up losing and Joe Coffey was the winner. So he is going forward in the NXT UK Championship Tournament. Even though we low-key know that ultimately he doesn't make it. <laughs> but Pat, what did you think of this match? I thought it was a really good match, actually. They I, I like that it's always interesting when you see wrestlers with different styles, but they worked that well together. They worked really well. It was really well done, really great open to NXT UK. And it's unfortunate that one of them is gone. It's like damn, he put this much of a match out and now he's gone. Like it hurt a That's little. Like, you know, I watched the episode before I heard the releases, so I'm like, but he just, he just did his thing, and y'all just released it, like, it hurt, um, I, I did feel, I felt for him, I really did, because he freaking showed the hell out, and so, I guess, in a way, his final match in NXT UK, he did, he went out with a bang, uh, but it like he went out showing what he was good at, and so I appreciated that. But it did suck. I was like, "Damn, I just watched it! <laughs> like I just watched this, and now I he's just gone. saw you." <laughs> like I, that's why I was hurt because I was like, "We just like we just saw you, bro! Like just saw you, and now here you are released." And so. It sucks, but I do think this is a really amazing match. I thought I loved the difference of styles. I feel like, you know, sometimes it works well, but sometimes if a person really knows how to wrestle, they'll pull it off, and they did. It was a really great open, and it's unfortunate. Even though we do know who clearly is going to win. <laughs> I don't I don't want to even say, maybe he was a spokesperson, but I can't even say that, because why would you have the belt? Like, maybe if you know, he was the NXT UK spokesperson, but why would you need the belt if you didn't win it? And so... Logically, I feel like they really dropped the ball on that, those with the shenanigans. But I did think this was an amazing opening to NXT UK and a really well sent off, you know, it, it just is because I, I felt like, damn, like you really just damn. like I really I swear like about 20 minutes later, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like, it was crazy. I didn't even realize I was like, I'm sitting here watching this like, oh, I can't wait to see what's going to happen next week. <laughs> like, yeah, that's basically like that reminds me of what happened with Emma and Oscar. 
like Emma slash Tamil Dashwood had like an amazing match for Oscar, and then maybe the next week I, or maybe a few days later she got released, and I was very devastated by that. But I guess that's just how that's just how it is sometimes. <laughs> but this match was really good, and of course Joe Coffey wound up you know going further in the tournament, and Ilya Dragunov actually popped up and had a vignette and said you know whoever is taking my place you know, has to worry about me, you know, once I recover. So he basically was saying, hey, you know, you might win the title this time, but just know it belongs to me. So, yeah, it was, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And then um, they um, made another announcement and did another vignette for Mark Coffey, who is the NXT UK Heritage Cup champion, um, having a match with Noam Dar, who wants his cup back. And weirdly enough, um, Noam Dar was talking about how he didn't want to talk about Shaw Samuels, and they showed clips of him, but then he wound up being one of the people getting released too, and I'm just like, cold world, real cold world. No J. Cole, though. Um, but yeah, <laughs> moving on to our second match, we had Amal, who is another person who was sadly released, but we really broke my heart because she was one of my favorites, um, versus Nina Samuels, and Nina Samuels' entrance is getting way more elaborate because it sort of looked like how you go inside of an old school theater with the light bulbs underneath with the sign. Like that's what Nina Samuels thing looked like. And I thought it was cool. But Amal and Nina Samuels had a really good match here. Nina Samuels surprised me um, in a sense because I hadn't really seen a lot of her. Um, I was like, I maybe seen her maybe wrestle like maybe one or two matches, but Seeing what she was doing here against someone like Amal was really good. Like, she was trying really hard to sort of just wear Amal down. Um, she was kicking her in the back, utilizing the ropes to her advantage. It was almost like at one point she tried to break her jaw because she kept grabbing her mouth, like, and twisting her head around and stuff like that. But Amal kept fighting back with um, her fighting abilities and everything. And it was just a really good, you know, back and forth between the two. And there was a point where it looked like Amal could have lost the match, but she kept kicking out and then she wound up, you know, fighting back. Um, as you can see, that's the bulldog right there. And then you also have Nina Samuels lifting Amal up and slamming her down. Um, but in the end, Amal wound up winning the match, but it was very heartfelt. Um, a hard fought match and then she looked into the camera and she said and she basically put the entire NXT UK women's roster on notice which is kind of sad in retrospect now because it's just like she really did want to get back into that title picture but now she's no longer with the UK brand so Kat what did you think about this match? I thought it was a good match and I, I agree that I felt like there was a lot more uh like viciousness with some of the movesets. I thought, and I thought it was interesting. And, and it sucks because all of that for her not to be there. And it's once again, one of those, like you do all of this during the match. You're like, okay. Like if somebody got to see her for the first time today, well, now you're not, you know, and like, what if you, what if she gained a fan from this match because of how vicious she was being, because of what she was doing? I feel like she is doing more every week. And then now it's like, oh, well, yeah, well, never mind. It's like, I feel like that's the unfortunate thing because I feel like they really did their thing in this match and all for her not also to also be released. And it's like, what? <laughs> but did, did y'all not see what we saw? <laughs> like, or something like this? Right. Did that not see what we were seeing? Like, did we miss the memo? Like, it's, it's, so it's sad because I felt like she also showed out 
all of that to be released. And like, I, like, I, I, I hope she felt at least proud of what she did because I thought she really showed out during the match. I thought she really did her thing. It was an amazing match. Um, and it's unfortunate. It's it's unfortunate, but I did think the match was really good. I thought both women, but especially I thought she really just gave it her all in this match. Yeah, she did. So we're wishing nothing but good things for Amal and also for Nina Samuels as well, even though she's a bad guy. Um, we still wish the best for both of those um, people involved, you know, in the releases and not involved in the releases, because of course, this is a change that affects everybody there. So yeah, this match was really good. It was the best um, of NXT UK's women. So it was good. So the third match um, involved Andre Chase and Bodie Hayward of Chase U um, with Thea Hale, of course, coming out against Eddie Dennis and Saxton well, not Saxton, Saxon Huxley. <laughs> and basically, this was kind of a tag, this was a tag team match. Um, and it was full of shenanigans, of course, because it seemed like um, Eddie Dennis and Saxon were just dealing with a lot of, I guess, internal issues and him just trying to get him to take, Eddie Dennis just trying to get Saxon to be more serious in this match. But in this match, I was glad to see more of Bodie Hayward and what he has to offer as an athlete because we really don't get to see him wrestle a lot. Um, we see him sort of be like the hype man <laughs> a lot of the time. But in this tag team match, you know, Andre Chase really did a good job. You know, he was hold for hold, you know, with Eddie Dennis. And then you had Bodie, who was going up against Saxon. And they had, you know, their strong suits going on throughout most of it. But because of the distraction of Eddie dealing with his and, and, you know, talking down to him, they wound up losing the match to Chase U. And it seems like Saxon might be joining Chase U um, because, you know, he held their hands and everything and they were lifting each other up or whatever. So it looks like we have a new member of Chase U that isn't um, Joe Coffey in the picture. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was really, it was pretty good for what it was. So Kat, what did you think about this? interesting not my favorite of the night but i did enjoy what for what it was i thought that was really good from it um i i agree with you i do think we might have a new member <laughs> i'm sorry uh i do think we'll have a new member i think he seemed like he was really feeling chase you and so who knows we you know they're like so like team spirit school spirit they like so and he's like kind of the opposite of that and so I, I'm interested to see how that dynamic would work, but I, I do feel like he was like, oh, I'm about to join a university. And I like that part. I was like, okay, all right, I see it. I see it happening. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, I, I'm, I can't wait to see what's next, but I thought for what it was, it was a good match. Yeah, it really <laughs> was a good match. You know, it was, it was a nice little, I don't know what happened. Um, I don't know what's going on with the connection, but somehow or another, we've been stuff is slowing down, stuff is glitching, and we've switched screens. I don't. I'm trying to fix it. Um, okay, there we go. So, yeah. So yeah, I really did enjoy this match, and I'm glad that Chase U is getting bigger because, of course, you know, I mean, we do see a lot of people in the classrooms, but it's always like the main three, you know, going out there to wrestle, and then you have people in the crowd, you know, rooting for them, dressed up in their Chase U T-shirts. So it will be good to see the more in, um, Chase U become, I guess, are, could you count them as a faction? 
I mean, I, I would, honestly. Yeah. So I guess, you know, their faction is getting bigger. They're pretty crazy faction. But, you know, we love them. We love Chase U. Um, so after that, we had a little bit of an encounter between Trent Seven and Oliver Carter, who, you know, are of, who, who as of this episode, still in the tournament. Um, and Oliver Carter was dealing with some knee issues, but they, um, and he told everybody that he's actually doing good, but Trent Seven was telling him, you know, why don't you just give this up now? Because it's going to make it, and I'm going to break your leg, you know, when we get in the match together, but why don't you, you know, forfeit? But of course, Oliver Carter refused to forfeit, and so they had a little bit of a face-off backstage. And of course, they're going to fight each other, you know, for their placement in the tur- tournament. So that's going to happen. And I'm really sad that Oliver Carter will go on to not win this because I was really rooting for him. Same. Like, a black NXT UK champion would have been lit. But, you know, Agreed. it's okay. Um, Yeah, geez. But it's okay. Um, So the last match of the night was between Tyler Bate and Kenny Williams um, in another first round match for the UK title. <laughs> and, of course, Tyler. Uh, <laughs> we it's so weird because it's like you know what's going in. But this match was really good. You know? It was. As of this episode, he was not the champion. So in, it was really good. I really enjoyed this match um, between him and Kenny Williams. Um, Kenny happy in the match and all of that and all of the above. But Tyler Bay, you know, was powering out and of course, you know, being his usual res- resilient self and fighting out of all the different holds and stuff that Kenny had going on. And there was even one point where I think he was hanging out and then um, Tyler Bay um, wound up stomping him outside of the ring and then taking him in the ring and then bringing him in the ring and spinning him, you yeah. know, a number of times and just all kinds of clotheslines and celebrate wound up winning. So he has placement, you know, he goes further in the tournament ever wins the match between Oliver Carter and Trent Seven and will ultimately become NXT UK champion. <laughs> So how did you feel about that? It was sad that they gave us the winner of the tournament on Tuesday because this match was a fire match. And so it could have, based off just the match, it could have went anyway. But because we already knew, it was just like, so y'all, y'all doing all this and we already know who won the match. And I think that's what it was for me. I did really enjoy the match. I thought it was a really good end match-wise for NXT UK. But because we already knew that clearly Tyler B is the one who's going to win this tournament, I just kept looking like, like, this is good. And yeah, y'all couldn't just save to not tell us. And we couldn't try to uh, find another way to, like, hype um, up the of Like, there are so many ways you guys could have hyped that up without spoiling the tournament. And so it made me a little agitated because I'm watching, like, this is such a good match. But I already know Tyler won this. And so I felt like it took away what I wanted to get from it because I was already aware that he won before the match happened. Like, we knew he was winning. And so it it bothered me. But it was such a good match. It was so good. And I really wish they would have found another way. Like, maybe do, like, a vignette or something of, like, oh, we might be getting the battle of NXT, NXT UK. You didn't have to bring him out there with Braun. I'm like, whoever's decision that was, she get, like, a... (laughs) Or something. Like, come on, guys. Let's... 
be a little smarter. And so because I knew he was winning, it just took away from what was an amazing match. It was a good match. I just wish I didn't know that he won. Because I just went into it knowing, like, oh, well, (laughs) well, I already know who's winning this one. Should I get emotionally invested in this, knowing what I know? And so, but super awesome match. I thought they really did, but I wish we didn't. I just wish they would have done better with trying to promote that without ruining the tournament for us. They've just had him come up and walk up to Braun Breaker without the title. That's all I'm saying. Because we know Tyler in the last couple of weeks would have made some sense. Like, have this guy come and challenge because he's been doing his own shenanigans on NXT UK. You don't have to have him come with the belt because I'm like, all right, guys, the tournament is still happening for us watching UK. Oh, just whoever whoever decision that was, she could just get a something. (laughs) Something. Because come on, guys. But it was a really Yep, the match was really And so Tyler Wright goes on in the tournament, he advances. So in the midst of it all, you know, they did announce their matches for next week. Um, And like I said, you know, of course, with this NXT 2.0 episode, they were bigging up, you know, NXT Worlds Collide. And of course, like we did talk about um, and address with all the changes that are happening with NXT UK, which will be in the future, NXT Europe. Um, with September rolling around the corner, that's usually when they start, you know, WWE, you know, starts to shake things up and they like to do the draft and everything like that. So you just never know what could happen. You don't know the future of some people. So anybody could be anywhere at this point, but, and it could happen after, you know, worlds collide. So it's like I said, we're going to continue to cover NXT UK until of course they, you know, do their farewell episode and then they go on hiatus and then, you know, they'll stop, you know, doing NXT UK. Um, But like I always say at the end of every episode, you can catch NXT 2.0 at 8, 7 Central on USA on Tuesdays. And you can catch um, NXT UK um, at, um, on Peacock um, on Thursdays at 2 p.m. in the afternoon Central and 3 p.m. for other people. Um, in the eastern part of the country. And we're going to be covering it until we can't anymore. And that's just the truth. So with that in mind, thank you guys for joining us for the NXT 2.0 and NXT UK after show. It was a pretty solid two episodes. I love them both. So Katrina, thank you for joining me and just tell everybody where they can find you and anything you've got going on. We both have something going on. So you can talk about it. Uh, yes, um, I am on most social media platforms at Incat We Trust, YouTube, Facebook, Twi- uh, Twitch, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, you know, all that stuff. Uh, if you're on uh, TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram, the E is a three for the we because somebody already had it. Um, but yes, for me tomorrow, <laughs> if you are in the Brooklyn, New York City area, I will be making my ring announcing debut. And I am super nervous. I was fine earlier and now I'm a little nervous. I was like, I was on and off, like I was a little nervous. I was like, okay, I'll be fine. And everybody was very nice about it who knows that I'm gonna be doing debuting and the rest was like, you got this girl. And I'm like, thank you, like crying, but thank you. And now I'm nervous again. So, <laughs> so I'm hoping by tomorrow night, uh, my nerves will be 
um, better, but I feel like I always get nervous before a show anyway. It's just how I am. Uh, I always get, it's like a bad nervous, like a good nervous, like, oh, I hope I don't mess up. And so I'm hoping I can like project my voice because my normal voice is a lot softer than most people. Um, but, uh, I'm excited. I am excited. This is like super like awesome. The match card is amazing. Uh, and so I cannot wait and I obviously cannot wait to see you again. <laughs> my, yeah. my, my team partner in WWT, I cannot wait to see you again, uh, in person. It's going to be super awesome. And women's wrestling talk is also like presenting this all black girl magic. And so super awesome event, super awesome talents on the card. So I cannot wait for that. And eventually I did get an email for something I cannot particularly announce just yet, but it's actually really awesome news. So I cannot wait to share it and we, I will soon. Uh, but it has to do with wrestling. And so, so I'm hoping like when I get to announce it, you guys are able to be there for that. Awesome. Well, of course, no, you can follow me, your girl, Stephanie Hardy, on Instagram and Twitter at Queen Steph Hardy. And I, too, will be in the Brooklyn, New York area tomorrow for the second annual Black Girl Magic in association with Women's Wrestling Talk. And I will either be doing backstage interviews or commentating. I don't know, one of the two. But either way, I'll be there and I'm happy and honored to be there with Katrina, of course, seeing her again. Um, and also, you know, just being back in Brooklyn because I just love, you know, being there. It was cool. And just being, you know, on the card and a part of this amazing show highlighting Black women wrestlers and, you know, the very best of Black women wrestlers that are, you know, up in here and doing the dang thing in wrestling and the independence yeah. on various shows and stuff like that. It's just an honor to be a part of it. It's always an honor to be a part of, you know, all female shows, but specifically this one hits different, you know, as, you know, a black woman in America. Yeah. And I'm just so happy to be a part of it. Um, and yeah, that's what I've got going on. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I won't be having a new episode of the Hardy Wrestling Podcast because of that, because I will be up there over the weekend. And Jobber Slam 2 will be taking place up there too. That's um, Battle Club Pro and the Jobber Tears Podcast show. Um, I won't be a part of that show, but I will be there. So basically, that's what's going on. It's a wrestling weekend in New York, and I'm happy that's to be here. <laughs> Everyone in New York was just so welcoming to me and so, you know, loving to me the first time I went. So I just can't wait to be there. So, yeah, going to be flying out in the morning <laughs> going on. But thank you guys for watching us every Thursday and all of our other shows um, throughout the week on Women's Wrestling Talk. Um, know that you can follow us and all of our announcements on Instagram and Twitter at women's at WWTalkPod and on our website, um, WWTalkPod.com. And just continue to support us and support our articles, anything that you see with us doing. Um, and also follow us on Twitch, you know, so you can be notified of every show that we do every day and every night. Um, and just, you know, follow us because, you know, we're the Avengers of women's wrestling and media. You know, we are all a group of remarkable people gathered together by TK Trinidad, who is our new theory. Um, yes. Way more fabulous and way more gorgeous. So, yeah, <laughs> yes. continue to follow us and just, you know, continue to keep up with us and everything that we've got going on. So until next time, this is Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. And until next time, bye, y'all. Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet.
Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet.